Welcome to the Staying Angels podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I am a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about what you need to know about maintaining and growing healthy hair. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys a few simple tips about how nutrition can impact your hair growth. And later, we're going to be chatting with our expert for today, Zenot Watts, who is an amazing trichologist or hair scientist and licensed cosmetology educator, and also happens to be one of the reasons why my hair stays so healthy, because she's my hairdresser, y'all. Hey, hold on to your edges, because this is going to be a really fun show. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show. Shout out to the people listening in Germany now, South Africa, UK, Canada, Panama, Ghana, Brazil, Uganda. It means the world to me that y'all are tuning in. Thank you so much. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so awesome to receive feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, let's talk about hair, y'all. For most of my adult life, folks have really assumed that I'm some sort of hair expert because I have so much hair. The truth is that I have great hairdressers. I've been chemical-free for most of my life. I mean, I can remember back in the day when I had to get my hair hot comb. Anybody else had to do that? The dreaded hot comb when you, when your mom and your auntie press your ear back so hard and you felt like your hair was on fire. Later, I did get a perm. Later, I think I might have been, I don't know, I think it was before I hit teenage years, but it was much later than than others. And I never really liked it. I always felt like my hair lacked body and that it was kind of stuck to my face. I didn't like my hair permed. And so I went through all these phases. I would try braids. I would get twists. I did um, straw curls to get that Janet Jackson velvet rope look, child. I did um, silky dreads. (laughs) I did box braid. I did everything. And then I went too far. And at one point, I got a chemical perm. I can't remember how old I was, um, but it was supposed to make my hair kind of wavy. But instead, it caused like a lot of damage to my hair. So I started wearing weaves and braids to start growing out my natural hair and then went to college. And I remember my sophomore year, I mean, there was nowhere around to get your hair done. So I went all the way to New York. I was visiting New York and I went to the hairdresser and I had this like, they took out my braids or whatever I had in and I had this like mini fro and then I had this like stringy, like just horrible looking stringy hair dangling from the new growth. And all of a sudden I was just looking in the mirror and I was like, cut it, just just cut it. I don't want to look at it anymore cut it. I don't want this dead, dying, dangling stuff. I just want the fro. I want my natural hair. And that's that's when my natural hair journey began. I locked my hair in 2003, and 17 years later, here I am. Um, I truly believe that the state of our hair, nails, and skin is the result of what nutrients we are or are not getting in our diets. Some important nutrients that we should all consider when we're thinking about hair growth and maintenance of healthy hair include vitamin A, vitamin C, D, E, B vitamins, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, and zinc. The first major way to support your hair 
is to eat real whole foods. I know I've talked about this a million and one times, but I'm going to be a broken record, y'all. You need to eat real food. (laughs) Eating fast food, processed food, high sugar diets, and taking a hair, skin, and nails vitamin is not going to cut it if you want long-term good health overall, good hair health, and also great skin. So start by examining what you're eating. Try to get in complex carbs, fruits, vegetables, protein from plant or animal sources. If it's animal sources, I pray it's organic (laughs) so that you can avoid all the hormones and all the additional um, things that come with it. If you're still consuming dairy, please listen to my dairy episode and reconsider. Some of the major culprits I think that are safe to eliminate from your diet completely include dairy, which is cheese and eggs, gluten, and and processed high-sugar or high-sodium foods. In addition to a clean diet, you want to supplement with a basic multivitamin that covers your bases and includes ideally 2,000 international units of vitamin D. All right. The other thing is most people know the B vitamins are important for hair growth because biotin is that go-to ingredient. Like if you say that you, if you told your friend right now that your hair was not, you know, up to par, she'd be like, girl, have you tried biotin? Like, it's just like everyone uses biotin now, like a, like a buzzword. Um, it is definitely one of the main ingredients in hair, skin and nail vitamins. And it is important, but depending on your personal nutritional deficiencies, biotin may not cut it. So you want to make sure that you take a good quality B complex or or have enough B vitamins in your regular multivitamin and then also address any other underlying nutritional deficiencies that may be present. Vitamin A is another important nutrient for hair growth and maintenance. All of our cells need vitamin A for growth, including our hair. Vitamin A also helps our skin glands make an oily substance called sebum, which moisturizes the scalp and helps keep our hair healthy. Um, And when you're deficient in vitamin A, this can lead to several problems, including hair loss. Um, But the other thing about vitamin A is that if you have too much of it, you can also contribute to hair loss. So you don't want to OD on it and you don't want to have not enough. Things like sweet potatoes, carrots, pumpkins, spinach, kale, all are high in beta carotene, which is converted to vitamin A. Cod liver oil is particularly a good source of vitamin A and D, which could be taken daily as a supplement. Vitamin E is a fat-soluble vitamin. It's also an antioxidant, and it protects the body from free radical damage while also supporting the health of our blood vessels. So it, it helps keep our blood vessels widened and prevents clotting. And for hair growth, this is important because it's going to increase the circulation to our scalp, which is going to inevitably help our hair to grow. You can apply vitamin E topically to regrow hair, or it can be taken internally as a supplement. I like to get it from food sources, so some foods you can add to your diet that are high in vitamin E include sunflower seeds, avocados, almonds, pine nuts, olives, papaya, broccoli, spinach, uh, green olives, parsley, kale, and Swiss chard. Last but not least, let's talk about zinc. Zinc deficiency is extremely common, and research has suggested that over 25% of the world's population is at risk, and that's a conservative estimate. Um, The worst part is that most adults are deficient in zinc and have no idea. I got hip to it when I started taking nutrition clients, and when I would meet them in person, I would give them a zinc tally test, which would indicate whether or not they had sufficient zinc. And nine times out of ten, the test 
would show that they were low. I took it on myself and found out that I was low. So I actually also started supplementing until I got my levels back to the recommended level. The recommended daily intake of zinc for women is 8 milligrams per day, and for men, it's 11 milligrams per day. And for plant lovers, if you are plant-based, it's really important to monitor your zinc levels because many zinc sources are from animal products, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible. You just got to pay attention and make sure that you are checking your levels regularly. In addition to the nutrients I've already mentioned have your iron levels checked to make sure that if you're anemic, that you're supplementing to prevent hair loss. Also check your omega-3 fatty acids. Make sure you have that um, daily because you those are important to help keep your hair shiny, not dull looking. And for some people, lack of omega-3s can cause dry scalp or dandruff. So for that, you can also supplement in a fish oil form. If you're plant-based, you can get an algae-based EPA DHA supplement that will work just fine. The other thing that most people don't talk about when it comes to hair loss, but I've experienced it with my clients, is that hair loss can be caused by imbalance in certain glands in the body. So severe and prolonged hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism actually leads to hair loss. A couple months ago, I had an international client who came to me for consultation for weight loss, and she'd been in an abusive marriage for a very long period of time. This was years ago, but it did a lot of damage to her, and I figured out that because of her stress levels over time, her adrenals had shut down, her adrenal glands, and then her thyroid then shut down as a result. And so she began to gain weight and nothing she did seemed to help her lose it. Her hair when we met was pretty much gone. She had no hair under her wig. After I gave her recommendations, she got her supplements immediately. She started taking them and she also made the diet changes I suggested. She messaged me two weeks later, y'all, overjoyed because her hair had started growing back. I tell you this story to encourage anyone out there who's been struggling with this issue to make sure that you find out what the true root cause is for your hair loss. Once you do that, you can take effective steps to grow it on back. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we are going to be chatting with our amazing guest for today. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. I'm Associate E, Certified Nutrition Specialist and Behavioral Coach. I'm Zanette Watts, Trichologist and Cause Educator, and we are the co-founders of Revivify Hair Lab. After seeing my clients struggle with hair loss or thinning because of nutritional deficiencies, hormonal balance, and poor diet, and after treating clients with severe scalp damage, alopecia, dermatitis, dandruff, and other scalp issues, we realized that together... We could help our clients better by combining our nutrition and hair science superpowers into one holistic service that helps you revive and fortify your hair no matter what state it's in. 
Whether you are losing hair, have moderate to extreme damage to your scalp, have thinning hair, are balding, or simply are struggling with how to grow your hair, our service can help. If you are interested in learning more, check us out on the web at revivifyhairlab.com or on Instagram at revivifyhairlab. At Revivify Hair Lab, together, together we, we bring, bring your, hair your hair back to life. Today's guest is Zenot Watts, a.k.a. Z, a.k.a. My Hairdresser. <laughs> Hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Z challenges traditional constructs that have kept us in the dark about what we need to make our hair strong, healthy, and resilient. Not accepting social norms about how hair should be nurtured and cared for, she rallies for an all-natural platform ensured to make our hair the healthiest possible. She is a licensed cosmetologist who has three American Medical Association certifications in hair science or trichology and a licensed cosmetology educator. She is the creator of the all-natural hair care line, Haku Holistics, that is healing mild to severe dry scalp and regrowing hair all over the country. Her amazing attention to detail makes Z a fascinating stylist. Meticulous maintenance, trendier traditional styles, and second-to-none customer service make her a top-tier force to be reckoned with. She has moved back to the D.C. area to run the operations of the award-winning nationally recognized Lock Love Salon. Shout out to the Lock Love fam. Hey! and push it to new heights. Her next venture is Revivify Hair Lab, an all-inclusive approach to healing hair and scalp issues from the inside out with yours truly. That's right. All right. Z, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Glad to be here. And um, I'm really excited because I think I've explained to you that other people sometimes look to me as a hair professional because I have a lot of hair. And I'm like, y'all, I have really good hairdressers. I take advice from really (laughs) smart people. (laughs) Right. And I also like, you know, I know a little bit about holistic wellness. So clearly my my health is my nutrition's on point. So that's part of why my hair is so great. But I think that working with you and Solly and going to Lock Love for the past, I think, almost 10 years or more now... Um, I have also learned a lot about hair that I didn't know before that has helped me maintain my hair. Um, so I'm really glad that you're here so that you can um, take the the expert mantle away from me. <laughs> and people can actually hear from someone who's really actually involved in maintaining my healthy hair. So let's talk a little bit about trichology because I don't think that the average person has any clue what trichology is. What is that? What is it? So trichology is a form of hair science that basically dives deeper into the root causes of hair issues and scalp issues, um, mainly focusing on hair loss because that's probably the most common thing Mm -hmm. that we as trichologists will see on Mm -hmm. a regular basis, So, um, which is ideal for our community since we've been through decades of trauma, hair trauma, (laughs) Mm. whether it's systemic or whether it's, you know, simply generational. Mm. Um, My, you know, oh, my mother and my grandmother, they all permed. So I permed just because, well, the kids. So I carried on a legacy. So, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so I so that's where I kind of found my passion and like the research behind um, those hair issues that are so common that we just have to get beyond. So. And how did you get into doing hair and then how did that lead into trichology? Because I don't think I've actually ever asked you this question, but how did you, <laughs> how did you start doing hair? So I started, um, my first career was culinary art. Oh. And, right. What? <laughs> right. I know. I don't know how, how this all happened, but it was my brother, uh, Solly, and he wanted to, his first career was, um, his first career was actually social work. Shut and up. So, but he was, he was hardcore um, okay. about it uh, for a lot of, a lot of years. And then he got into the corporate side um, and it was very, very different from being on the front lines and out in the streets, like what he was used to. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I need a change. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the stars aligned, and he happened to get into a very well-known um, celebrity salon, celebrity stylist mm-hmm. salon in Philly, mm-hmm. um, and they basically trained him up. Mm-hmm. And I got a call randomly one day, and he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about moving to D.C. I heard a lot about it while I was working at that shop. Um, and I think that might be a good move. I'm like, great. Sounds good. I mean, do we even know anybody in DC? Right. He's like, no, but you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I get a call a month later and he like, yeah, so I'm in DC. He knew that. We didn't really talk about this. <laughs> and I'm like, great. So how's it going? And he basically was couch surfing and down the shop and was, doing what he could to pass out cards and three months later I got another call like okay now you need to stop whatever you're doing in life and move here and help me out wow (laughs) I'm getting really popular and it is business has grown quickly which is great but like I can't handle all the aspects of like the business stuff right I'm like oh cool paperwork not a problem I'm nerdy enough I can figure that out right and uh I moved I moved down and, um, yeah, it kind of took off from there. Wow. So, so before wow. he invited you to come, you had never done hair? Um, I had locks at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was one of the people he used as a model when he was first training at that shop. Right. So that was also a shop that I had gone to to maintain my hair. Right. Um, and so when I used to go, I just asked a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a lot of research myself, mm-hmm. uh, just because that's what I naturally tend to do. Mm-hmm. And so I knew the basics. Okay. Um, and so all I did was my hair. I did his hair. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. Wow. Other than that, on a professional level. That is amazing. I, I've never actually, I didn't actually know this story, <laughs> at least from your perspective. <laughs> so I we skipped that. We skipped that. All these years, we've been talking about all kinds of other stuff while I'm sitting in your chair. Um, (laughs) Okay, so that's really interesting. And then, so then what led you to care about trichology and getting into, like, hair damage and trauma and all that stuff? Um, So that part came several years later. Mm. Um, We were in a shop with a 
a master barber. And so we were kind of sharing that space as two businesses. Uh, and one day, the barber, uh, the owner of the barber side, um, he had told me about psychology. And I'm like, well, what is that? I've never heard of this. And so he gave me all the backstory. Oh, it's like part of dermatology and but he focuses on this and that and and but you know you can only take it if you have a medical background mm. or cosmetology license so i didn't have either right <laughs> so right like, are you kidding that's messed up like why why would they make it so you know i guess exclusive and so for years after that i just had to kind of do a lot of research myself um, you know, not really knowing what true direction I was going in, mm-hmm. but getting a lot of base knowledge on, you know, what it was because I had never heard of it before then. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I was just in the back on the sidelines, just like watching it from a distance because I couldn't, I couldn't apply. And then I went to several years after that, and then went to cosmetology school. And while I was in school, I looked up the trichology program and research what the best ones were and uh, signed up for um, the trichology institute that was the only one in the country that was able to give me a certification through the American Medical Certification. Okay. And so, yep, I signed on, paid several thousand dollars <laughs> and <laughs> got, got all the education I could get. So, um, awesome. but I, I think I'm really in love with research. Mm. So that, that was what drew me in. Okay. Like, I just got to read a bunch of books. And that's really it. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about hair growth because as we know, everywhere I go, people are like, but how Sway? Like, how does your hair get so long? <laughs> <laughs> like they really like you know what I mean they really like won't let me leave until I try to answer that question and um <laughs> and so I can give them some you know tips from a nutrition perspective from your perspective what are some what do you feel like are some of the biggest the most common misconceptions or myths about hair growth oh this one what oh, lord not washing your hair Mm. will promote growth. Okay, please break this down. Please break this down because that was another question I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you because I think a lot of black people go really long periods without washing their hair sometimes. And I wanted to know what was actually healthy. I feel like we don't actually know what isn't actually a healthy amount of time to wash our hair. I mean, my biggest question is where did that come from? (laughs) Who started that? Who said it first? And why did it keep keep being repeated? Um, you know where I think it came ahead. from. I think that I think that uh, people who are not African of um, African American descent wash their hair all the time, and uh, I and I and I just we don't. So, but then I think pe- right. someone took it to an extreme. <laughs> <laughs> it was like go all the way. You know, right, I don't know don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be good. Yes. Oh, that's the worst. So, so yeah, so that's actually far from the truth. Okay. You know, your hair will grow really, 
it really kind of depends on what's going on internally mm-hmm. that if your hair is extremely dirty, mm-hmm. it'll still grow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but for people who don't have that, like, chemical makeup mm-hmm. to promote growth even through those very stressful times, because to not wash your hair is very stressful on your scalp mm. um, because of the buildup that is kind of around the, the base of, like, the hair follicle. Okay. Um, your your hair struggling to get through all of that foolishness, the gunk, the buildup, the the dandruff, which is yeast, mm. um, the bacteria. You know, there's a lot happening mm. all over our body, especially on our scalp. Um, so there's a lot of things that need to just be washed away so that they can begin to do their thing again. <laughs> They're mm. always going to be there. Um, but you can't just let it layer on top of each other. It, that kind of makes sense to me. For some reason, I'm thinking of, I mean, I might be thinking of this wrong, but it makes me think of like growing a plant in soil, like, mm. like, and, and removing that's weeds, right? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, is that, good is that okay? Yep. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I use plant analogies all the time. I, <laughs> even if people don't know about plants, I'm like, just imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so basically, <laughs> we don't mama. want we. That's hilarious. Ask your mom. We don't want weeds. <laughs> like we don't want stuff preventing our hail follicles from breathing. Right. So part of the washing is clearing that debris away. Right, and creating okay. like a proper right. environment. Um, yeah. But yeah. how often, though? How often do we actually need to wash our hair? So it really kind of goes back to again, your, your chemical makeup, you know, how, how much, you know, oil is your scalp producing? Mm. Um, if your scalp is producing a lot, um, how, how much yeast growth do you have? AKA dandruff, AKA dermatitis, Mm. which is a more severe version of dandruff. Mm. Um, and that's when it's like, you know, like hypothyroidism and, um, hyper, one is a low level, one is a higher level. So it's kind of like the same thing. Dandruff is the low level, dermatolo- dermatitis is at the higher level. What? Um, I so did not know that. Active yeast. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, people are people with dermatitis are stressed out because it just it just builds up so quickly. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that that will help. Um, kind of like every two weeks. It will kind of help all of that build up, kind mm-hmm. of get washed away and kind of re- recharge. That's the minimum. Okay. That's the minimum. And that's if you have your head. Once a week is the minimum? Two weeks. Every two weeks. Every, two, every weeks. two weeks. Okay. Once every yeah. two weeks. Got it. Um, but then it's also an issue that your scalp is having and it's a signal that your body is telling you to figure something out because Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have that overgrowth of yeast on your scalp. No, I was literally, literally as you're talking, because you know, we have these conversations all the time. So I'm, I'm on the nutrition (laughs) perspective already. And I'm like, child, basically, Mm -hmm. if you have, (laughs) if you have dermatitis, then you have candida overgrowth. And Mm -hmm. you likely need to detox your entire body from candida overgrowth. And that's just an external sign that candida is chilling in your body. 
Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yep. Okay, y'all. So um, dandruff is not something to just be, you know, dismissed. It's it's actually a warning sign then when you put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so for normal folks that don't have an overgrowth, every three or four weeks is a really good baseline to kind of start out with. Okay. Um, and then for people who really have strong body chemistry going on, who don't really have Itchy scalp issues, don't really have overgrowth of oil, don't really have yeast problems. <clears throat> they can kind of go a lot of times for about up to six weeks and be perfectly fine. Wow. No issues. And of course, continuing the process of moisturizing your scalp with, you know, an oil or a light plant-based gel or, you know, something like that. So. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and are there any other reasons why someone would get dry, dry scalp besides, you know, potential yeast overgrowth? Yeah. Lack of water, mm. um, lack of, of course, the proper vitamins, nutrients, fruits, veggies, you know, the stuff we talk about every day. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so you talked about like how people have different constitutions and I feel like this is really cool because I think of different constitutions in terms of like diet, but you're talking mm-hmm. about like literally someone could have more of a drier, you know, like more of dry scalp and someone can have more oily scalp, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What are the things that we need to do depending on what we're on the certain spectrum? Like if we have drier scalp, are we supposed to be using more oil or not? Like, how does that work? Um, so, yeah. So, until you kind of address the body, thing, mm-hmm. the body readjustment, um, more oil may work more often. Mm. So, we typically go with the guideline of every two to three days. Yours might be two if you have, you know, if you don't have enough oil producing itself or if you have, um, a yeast overgrowth. You should use a product that would kind of like kill that yeast or, or reduce it or slow its growth. Right. And you might need that more often. Um, right. But if you have less, you might want to stretch it out to three, maybe four days. And yeah. No, that makes sense. And and in my head, I'm also thinking about how important essential oils become in situations like that when you have yeast overgrowth and it's showing up in dandruff and stuff like that. So it it does matter what's in our products. Um, are there certain things in products that we should really avoid because they could severely damage our hair and scalp? Oh, definitely. Um, and we hear, I think we hear it much more often, which I'm I'm glad that they've, you know, kind of geared more towards education um, and talking about like the do's and don'ts of what people should be looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So the typical phthalates, um, solvents, uh, mineral oils, um, things that are made in the lab, essentially. Um, Some of some out now, the, the thing that gets tricky is there are some alcohols that actually help to, promote the absorption of moisturizers and to keep them locked in your hair. Mm. Um, so there, yeah, it, it becomes, once you start getting into like product chemistry, it becomes a little, a little tricky to like communicate that with the general public. Mm. Um, 
because you say, oh, no alcohol, but then there are some alcohols that are good. Um, no, yeah, I find say, it confusing, too. Like, because sometimes I yeah. feel like I'm really good at reading. <clears throat> I'm really good at reading labels because it's my job to read labels, especially mm-hmm. food labels. But sometimes I do get very confused on when it comes to hair products or um, beauty products, but I've gotten better because I've, you know, looked up parabens and different things that you should definitely just not have in there. Like, how do you feel like is the safest way for the average person to approach finding their hair care products and finding ones that aren't going to have a bunch of toxic chemicals? I would say just for a baseline, starting with something that says all natural on the label Mm. or plant-based. Mm. Um, start with labels that say no parabens, no phthalates, no, you know, um, mm. start there and then look at the label. Okay. Because just because it says all natural doesn't mean that it's actually all natural. Yes. All, it doesn't have to be. Right. So. That's yep. the same with food where they try to trick you and they put that all natural joint and then you check it and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all lied. I know that's cardboard shaving. Exactly. <laughs> I, I see the cardboard in there. Stop playing. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they might have 0.001% of that cardboard right, shaving. Right, So you good. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. And that obviously is also, too, if you're, if you're, like, not someone who wants to do some DIY stuff. Because I actually, you know... I started looking up stuff and sometimes it's like, hey, I just feel like making my own stuff. I mean, I buy my products from you, so I don't have to make nothing But um, (laughs) because I'm lazy. But for some people, they might want to make some products, you know, or like start looking into making things because you can use things in your kitchen to help you with with these issues. I don't want people to be scared of botanical names and products. Because we're doing a lot of that now. I know that I switched my label over mm-hmm. to just have like the scientific botanical name mm-hmm. just because I wanted to be a little fancier. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> what are some of these scientific bo- botanical names that we may not recognize and might be like a little worried about? Um. So I would say like aloe. Um, that is the botanical name for aloe vera. Mm-hmm. Um, is Barbadensis Miller. Allobarbadensis. Child? Yeah, that sounds a little strange. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you just if you just see that on a label, you might be like, oh, that that's chemical. Um, like oatmeal or oats, if if it was to have just oats on it, it would be Azena sativa. Mm-hmm. First mm. of all, sativa sounds like marijuana. But <laughs> but um but yeah, like once I actually had somebody come into the shop and she was like, oh, and she was looking, <laughs> she was looking at the product and she was like, mm, um, so, I mean, where do y'all get y'all products from? And I was like, oh, you know, it's our, you know, product line and, you know, um, trying to, trying to take the humble approach and not be like, it's mine. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so she was like, oh, you know, I'm looking at the label. I mean. Uh, is this a natural product line? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it is actually, you know, um, the one she was holding was like moisturizing. I'm like, there's nothing in there but natural oils and um, essential oils. Yeah. And she was like, I've never seen any of these words before, though. I mean, it all looks like, you know, 
chemical names. I was like, mm. the botanical names. Of well, the this is actually, <laughs> this is really good for us to know, but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it actually helps the consumer a little bit more if you don't use the botan- botanical name, because then we feel like we could trust it. I, you know what? Uh, yeah, that, that was, that was definitely, that's, I think the, the, the argument there, like, mm. which, which would people prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had some people like, yeah, no, I like it. I feel like, you know, I, I'm getting the real deal. And then <laughs> people are like, I don't want to read all that. Right, right, right. Confusing. Okay. Well, that's really good for people to know. Um. Maybe I should take a poll. Yeah, taking a poll is a good idea. I, I think I think some people might be if you're a nerd like me, you might just start going to research it, and then you'll be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's just the botanical name," and then you feel like smart all of a sudden, like because you now yeah. know the botanical name. Like that's me, right? Right. <laughs> the average person might be like overwhelmed and maybe not, you know what I mean? Not want to deal with it. Yeah. Um. That's true because that's me all day. All the research there. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about let's talk about hair again. We're talking about natural hair, natural African American hair. How do you reduce the amount of hair that sheds during the grooming process? I know a lot of people with fros, people who have fros, natural hair. I know when I had natural hair, I didn't. You know, the natural hair care scene was not as evolved, and so my afro. I just felt like it was shedding all the time. And so I just would, I started doing two strand twists and taking it out. And that was like kind of my default thing. But for mm-hmm. those who still have it, and now there's so many more resources, but can you give us a breakdown on like, you know, how much is actually healthy for your hair to be shedding? And how do I like prevent it from shedding so much during the the prep process? Well, um, so you should generally have about 100 ish strands more or less every single day um of shedding but you yes of shedding um but you should not um you shouldn't be manipulating it every single day as a kinky haired person Mm. um so the tighter your curl um the less manipulation you need to have because of the fact that your hair is more prone to breakage a lot of the time um so I would say when you are prepping it, you want to minimize the type of kind of either traction or pulling that you're going to do. So I love that we're having a lot of those newer products coming out, like, you know, the very wide tooth combs or brushes, um, because they're they're putting a lot less stress and tension and traction and pulling on the hair. Yeah. So, yeah. So our natural folks have a lot more options nowadays. Like you said, it wasn't evolved before. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're even going into detangling by finger only. Yeah. I was about to ask you about that. Mm hmm. It's great. It's great. It's one of the probably the best ways to do it. Okay. Who has that kind of time? Like, I don't know. I have a lot of hair. That would have that that would have made me stressed out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, I have my hair isn't even to my shoulder, and I can't. It would take me more than an hour to do it. Okay, so really reducing the amount of breakage is about reducing the amount of stress. And it seems like, like you were saying, because there's all these new products, it's like the original combs and brushes and stuff. I don't think they were really very much designed for African American hair, honestly, in a really healthy way. So it yeah. it almost like now that there's all these redesigns 
and people are doing things like the, you know, the finger detangling and all that stuff, it's actually allowing us to keep more of our hair. Right. Yeah, I think that back in the day, the plan was to assimilate, mm. you know, to towards straight Right. Hair. Yes, right. So combs were created to stretch our hair out to its maximum potential, then apply heat. Oh, chemicals. right, right, so that, right. It makes yeah, sense for permed are, hair. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. People are now like, oh, I'm about to show this afro. <laughs> <laughs> Be mad, okay? <laughs> so you don't need to manipulate it as much because you want that curl there. Yes, yes. So, okay. Yeah. So what are some warning signs? Like if, if someone's hair is not growing um, or they just, or maybe they don't even, maybe they don't even know their hair is in a bad state. I think that some people just walk around kind of unconscious of what's going on. It, it happens with health as well. This is what I see in my practice. Mm-hmm. So What are some warning signs, hair warning signs, people can look out for as a signal that they need to change some things up? Well, definitely uh, the things we've talked about already, the dandruff, Mm -hmm. um, itching, Mm -hmm. phantom itching, like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, We have that issue from mild to severe. Um, A lot of times that actually comes from perming. So a history of perming, Every client that I've ever had that has ever had a perm consistently for, mm-hmm. you know, a longer period of time has phantom itching. They just deal with it. And they've been. Wow. There are some people that come to the shop that have had locks for more than 15 years and still deal with phantom itching. Wow. Um, and it's usually at the crown of the head at the very top. That's usually like the problem area. Um, wow. So I don't I don't know. In regards to health, how to adjust that? That's more your your area of expertise. Mm. But um, because that sounds like still a detox that needs to happen to me. But yeah, no, um, none of those people have ever detoxed like a full body, so that could be it. Right. Outside of that, um, the shedding, like you you mentioned, mm-hmm. extreme shedding when you are actually finally doing your hair. This is for the people who have free hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For people with locks, I would I would definitely say it would be looking at your edges. Mm. <laughs> That's usually our first sign. When you have locks, your edges will start to thin out or break off. Um, so, yeah, those, those are probably the main things. Okay. And are there certain oils that can actually help our hair grow? I feel like a lot of people ask that question. They're like, oh, let me go get me some jojoba. Let me go get me get mm-hmm. this. And they think that that is it's similar to how people come into me and they're like, can I get a hair, nail and skin vitamin? And I'm like, child, it's not that simple. Um, <laughs> is there, Are there oils that can help our hair grow or specific products that can help our hair grow? Or is it way more deeper? Like, is it deeper than that, basically? Well, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how I came up with creating the products that I did, um, the stimulating oil I created, that one has basically everyone that I could find that was fairly reasonably priced, um, mm-hmm. so I wasn't, you know, gouging people, was jojoba, castor, and there are certain essential oils. Basil is a great one. Mm. Um, yeah, well, people don't even know about <laughs> that oil, but basil, uh, rosemary, tea tree, those things are a lot. Like baseline, it would be jojoba and castor. 
Okay. <clears throat> a lot of people play around with castor at home, but not realizing that a lot of times castor should not go directly on your scalp or your skin as thick as it is. It's That's like what a, I was thinking about. Scalp. It's so thick. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily meant. It's just to just be applied. I love people's effort, though. I mean, people are trying to do what they're trying to do. <laughs> so what are you supposed to but, do with castor to make it applyable to your scalp? You should dilute, dilute. So a lighter oil, something like a grapeseed. Okay. Oh, grapeseed, how did I not mention that? Um, grapeseed is light. Jojoba is very light. Mm-hmm. Olive oil is even extremely light oil. Mm-hmm. But as you mix, it will thin out the castor, making it more susceptible to be absorbed by your skin. Okay. And the nutrients from it to be actually used by your body. That's really great to know. I feel like at least at one point in my life, I probably tried to apply castor and was like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, why is it so thick? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's clogging your pores up and everything the natural way. Because <laughs> people think natural means I can't be harmed by this. And that's right. Not true. Right. So, that's so, yeah, good. Let's, let's stop just lathering on castor alone by itself. <laughs> lathering. <laughs> Step away from that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um is there anything else is there anything else about hair or or even scalp because I know you see a lot of really intensely damaged scalps. Um what are some things that people need to know about getting their hair back once it's gone or once their scalp has been severely damaged? I would say of course first seeking a professional. Mhm. And then readjusting your diet so Mm, mm. figure out what professional you need to go see Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times it should be a comprehensive approach that has multiple professions Mm -hmm. so as we've been consistently saying throughout this whole thing oh this goes back to your body this goes back to your body so the topical stuff helps. I have a stimulating oil. It has made several people's hair grow. Yeah. I have a moisturizing oil that has reduced or stopped altogether people's, you know, dandruff to severe dermatitis where people will come in with full-on white scalp. Wow. That Jesus. after the shampoo, we got to see what their skin looked like on their scalp. But before right. that, it was a white sheet of wow. buildup. Wow. To like nothing. To after months of using the moisturizing oil, nothing. Clean scalp walking in the door. Wow. So, um, so with that, topical is an amazing thing. I'm now doing a trichology line of products. Those products are made specifically for regrowing hair and speeding up that process of growth. Mm-hmm. With those topical things, you are then the ideal person to then reach out to. What is my nutrition level supposed to be? Right. How can I readjust this? Call Isosa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get her on the line. All right, girl, what I need to be eating? What do I need to get rid of? How many times should I not be going to McDonald's every day? Like, right. Yeah, like let's not, let's not um, just think that we can handle it by ourselves. By, well, I drink a lot of water. Like, mm-hmm. That's not it. It has to be a full-on commitment to decide, am I going to get over this? Am I going to get past it? Without that full-on commitment to yourself, there's nothing that anybody can do 
My topical products can only work for but so long. Mm. Mm. The moment you stop that, that, there's a commitment to that. You have to use it every day. You have to use it in a way that I prescribe to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they come and they talk to you and you tell them, hey, eat less of this and more of that. Take these nutrients every day. Drink this amount of teas and tinctures and tonics. If they don't listen, there's nothing anybody could do. Mm. Then we all wasting time and money. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Y'all heard it. It's about commitment. Um, we, where can people find you online? Um, so my Instagram is Haku Holistics, H-A-K-U-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-S. Mm-hmm. That is the business one. Um, the business website is HakuHolistics.com. And if you want to check out my personal Insta, it's The Healing Stylist. I also have a OnlyFans page that I'm about to start uh, called The Hair Feed, D-H-E-H-A-I-R-F-E-D. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be talking about essentially everything we've been talking about, but I've also added gardening, which is one of my hobbies. Oh, cool. So check <laughs> that out soon. And then Isosa and I are starting a multi-therapeutic um, hair loss and nutrition company called Revivify. Yes, girl. Revivify. V-I-F-Y. That's a lot. I hope I spelled that right. R-E-V-I-V-I-F-Y Hair Lab. Right. Hair lab. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. So that website will be coming soon. But yeah, stay tuned for all the goodness that is to come. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know a lot of people are probably like, why are they kikiing so much? But um, we go back. <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> I appreciate right, you doing this. Is this. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> this is our complete normal. So sorry that right. you had to like be privy. <laughs> right. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> All right, it's time to take some questions from Instagram or email. Remember, if you'd like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs, or respond to the call for questions on my profile at therawgirl on Instagram, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. The question for today is from at L-A-Z-A-Z-U-66. She says, Dear Raw Girl, any advice for hot flashes? Hey, lady. That's a great question. Yes, I've worked with several clients to get their hot flashes under control. Here's the thing. Here's the biggest thing to understand when approaching hot flashes or menopausal symptoms overall. Most people don't know that your adrenal glands actually become the backup for your ovaries during menopause. Um, And they do that because they can produce the same hormones that your body needs. So hot flashes, vaginal dryness, night sweats are actually not quote unquote normal. Um, what happens is the part of the hypothalamus, which is in the brain, which sends messages down to your ovaries, it's also responsible for regulating our body temperature, uh, heat, and our heart rate. Basically, if our adrenals are not in the best state when we hit menopause or they're kind of weak, 
Like we've been overworked. We've been stressed for long periods. We've been living off stimulants like coffee for many years. Your menopausal symptoms basically will be more severe. And that's because your backup, the adrenal glands, are not working. And so if they're not working or they're not working as well, the hypothalamus can't get feedback from the adrenals. And this increases the intensity of your symptoms, the hot flashes, the night sweats, et cetera. There's kind of this like feedback loop where the hypothalamus should talk to the adrenals and the adrenals should talk back to the hypothalamus. So when your adrenals aren't working well, there is no feedback. There is no loop. Okay. And so this can also lead to increased in belly fat, weak muscles, looser skin, bone loss, sleep problems, facial hair, and also decreased tolerance to stress. Once I look at someone's diet and I identify the foods that could be hormonal triggers and get rid of them, I also use herbs to reduce the hot flashes and support the adrenals. So low sugar, adequate sleep, adequate protein and fat with meals to help your blood sugar stay stable, um, and adrenal support herbs. Other herbs that are really helpful are like maca, black cohosh has a lot of research, kava, red clover. Um, there's a bunch also related like evening primrose, not necessarily more like an overall menopausal aid. And also I look at things, nutrients like iodine, which is also relevant because it supports your thyroid. It also is related to estrogen levels and can help with the communication of those glands. So here's my only disclaimer to you. It's really important that you don't just run out and get these herbs. I think you should really work with a practitioner to help you figure out what herbs your body particularly needs and what doses work for you. I hope that helps. All right, y'all, it is time to close out the show. Hopefully this show has inspired you to think about your hair care routine and whether or not your diet is also supporting healthy hair. If you don't have a regimen that will help you whip your hair back and forth, make some adjustments to your routine and your diet so those edges can be laid, okay? Remember, when we want to improve our external beauty, whether it's hair, skin, nails, we have to consider the adjustments we need to make internally usually via our diet, our nutrients, etc. We also need other people, experts that we can lean on to make sure that we're doing what's best for our hair, which is why I'm so grateful for my Lock Love Styles fam, shout out, and my hairdresser Z. Today I leave you with this quote from Joan Crawford. I think that the most important thing a woman can have next to talent, of course, is her hairdresser. <laughs> if you haven't yet found your hair team, your go-to ride-or-die hair gurus, I hope you take the time to do so. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you are looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at the Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To listen to past episodes and for more on the show, visit stayingagelessshow.com.